A to Z, innit? Hello and welcome back to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. Truly always these days. We've been recording a lot lately and uh, next week I've already uploaded its own queue. Uh, uh, next song up, that is. And then um, the three consecutive weeks after are all recorded too, but not like queued and, and edited as such. So uh, this one is kind of the odd one out coming in now, <laughs> like uh, the the one that got away or something. Yeah, or the one that we sort of just let let get away because the I think two, that, we I got away from this one <laughs> more so probably. I don't think anyone was too jazzed about doing this initially. Um, uh, initially, this was supposed to be uh, together with what you're going to hear next next week, but uh, we just didn't have time to do it then, and um, we figured it was better to give the the song that's coming after this, you know, more, more attention. And, uh, I think that definitely paid off. Uh, I mean, like the often episode. the song that comes uh, after this one was actually the one that was planned. And then sometimes me or Eric will, you know, send in a, a bonus song for, for any guest to, to just handle. And uh, so far all the guests have been, you know, uh, gracious in terms of just, uh, taking on another track that they may like instinctively not be too into. And I'm sure next week's guest would have done that too, but, uh, we tend to take some time, when he's around, or I do, and you do, and you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's an event, so it, to say. It made sense to it made sense to do just one track during that session, yeah. and then do this one now. Yeah, definitely. First one queued in after this one is. Uh, the man who would be king, and today is the man of sorrows, of course. All both Murray tracks. Now there's another man coming up fairly soon. Where is that man? I assumed it was going to be man of sorrows, man on the edge, man. Who would oh be yeah, king. no, wait. That's right. I hoped this would be like right before. Um, uh, well, this this is taking a bit of time here for no reason, but I, I just hope this would it's be fine. right before the other Murray track. But yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a week in between there. I will still make some connections, and uh, you guys just have to. Yeah, that's fine. I'm thinking they can figure that out. Yeah. Right. I mean. Most likely, someone people at home are more aware of what's coming next than sometimes we are. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's. I even have like a list and everything, but uh, it's. Uh, there's a lot of other things to think about that are maybe more important to me than the alphabet. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not. It's not. You know, what are you gonna do? Think, way, things like the music and the story, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, here we are. Indeed, um, and tackling a bit of a, a bit of a. An odd song, or just sort of one that I probably, uh, the song that kind of often gets forgotten a little bit. Yeah, comes uh, in again as one of my least listened to Maiden tracks. Probably for me too. I mean, I've listened to it a bunch today. Um, yep. Uh, in preparation for this. And we're talking about, uh, this is sort of a, one of those, uh, as far as I'm aware, one of three times where a Maiden track shares a title with a Bruce Dickinson solo track. Yep. Just a little the. So, yeah, that's the only difference. So we have uh, the Man of Sorrows here. Mm-hmm. The Man of Sorrows. I don't necessarily think there's supposed to be an emphasis on the, <laughs> but uh, off of off of Book of Souls. 
and uh, there it's a Murray Harris track. It must be right. Yes, it is. Yeah, which you can tell by the intro. Yeah, you can tell by the intro and some uh, some uh, instrumental bits in there too. And you can also tell it's a kind of classic Harris vocal cadence lyric uh, type thing, but with some flavors of like power ballad Bruce in there as well. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, let's. I'm going to see if I can verify this before I uh, commit <laughs> to this statement. Hold on one second. <laughs> Uh, Trust and verify. <laughs> perfect. Yes, there we go. All right. So what I kind of like about this, there should have been a tradition of that that we didn't get on the latest album, but often towards the end of the album, uh, at least in you know new two you know two thousand era maiden, you get uh, Murray and Harris will do uh, will do a track together. It's often a bit different, a bit odd mm-hmm. compared to other stuff. Like for instance, on on uh, Brave New World, you have a thin line between love and hate. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Dance Death, you have um, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, uh, Age of Innocence. It's probably not not you know it was, it's not one of my favorites, but it's still different. It has a sort of different kind of feeling to it, especially the chorus. Uh, next up, we had uh, the, re- the reincarnation of Benjamin Brig, also mm-hmm. a bit different. And then for Final Frontier, we had the Man Who Would Be King. Back in the eighties, Deja Vu. That was also yeah. slightly different. I think no guitar yeah. solo, for example. That's different. Yeah. Really, in Maiden, it's quite different, yeah. And uh, what else? Still, life is a different tune too. Like, yeah. seems to be kind of Murray's role to be, um, you know, the mystery, mystery man. Yeah. So, like, when he when he does pull something out, usually it's pretty cool. And in this case, I mean, um, we can get right. In, let's just get right into it. I guess then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I um, even though I often sort of maybe forget this one, and it doesn't, you know, I, I don't. It's not my, one of my most listened to tracks. Um, when listening to it now, uh, today, I don't necessarily know why it isn't because there's nothing wrong with it really. I, I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think there's other stuff on that is better. I think he's done better. I think everything that I, all the other songs I've mentioned so far, maybe not Age of Innocence, but all the other ones I like way more than this one. As we figure out, in two weeks it's another Murray Harris track. Already here, I would like make my first connection to that track because they're both they're the two latest Murray tracks in the discography. Yeah, and both of them have an issue that is an issue of um, what do you call that? Like um, disjointed songs, I would say slightly. Like um, the parts are cool. And there's a yeah. lot of parts, you know, us being fans of, uh, for example, uh, early millennia era Opeth, we like songs that, you know, go oh, yeah. go everywhere. But uh, I wouldn't say Steve Harris is as good as Mikael Okerfeldt in terms of connecting the parts. And uh, this, no, this no, song has no, a... There's few are. This song has a, uh, that's true. This song has a big problem with uh, being disjointed and being all over the place. Sure, it's a wild ride. I can enjoy that. But I would have liked to have... Someone direct it better, I would say. So uh, it's my problem does not lie with the ingredients of this cake. It's more so the baking of it, you know. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I mean, I do think this is less disjointed than the man that would be king. Maybe so. Maybe so. To uh, a certain extent. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a bit of a little bit of a mess in certain places. Uh, I'll say I do the intro. I like the the chords. There's a there's certain the the clean guitar. Um, uh, I very much like what it's doing there. It has, uh, I don't know, there's something about it that just sort of stands out to me more so than the solo. 
Yeah, the solo, I don't like the intro solo, to be honest. Um, I'm going to pl- push play now, so we can talk over it. Hit it. My problem with this intro solo is f- not at all Dave. Like, I spend uh, hours of my life trying to emulate that guy. I obviously love the, the dudes playing, but it sounds to me like very first take. Like, you could have done more takes and get the coolest ideas. It sounds like yeah. very much like no retry. To me, it sounds like that. Just like push record and then it's, oh, cool, that's, that's done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean there. I mean, yeah, and him, him, him on a bad day is still better than most on a good day, but yeah. yeah I mean, he's got it, he's got it. He's a cool guy. And um, Bruce is singing here, I, I like. Yeah. And like I said, I like, I like the chords, and the, there's something cool happening here, and I just feel that maybe uh, it doesn't necessarily. Uh, what comes next is not sort of as good as what we have here. What comes next will not amaze you. No, it will not. <laughs> I like that it sounds like a Bruce song almost, since he's not involved in it. So clearly he like yeah. he took the he's committed. Like we will say next week. I think next week. No, no yeah, yeah, yeah. in two weeks. I don't know. Two but weeks, at yes. some point in the future, we'll at some point we talk stuff. about Bruce's strong sense of commitment. That little turnaround, there's something I like about it actually, now that I hear it again, 90 seconds in about now, is that you, you get that snare hit, bam, and you know, that yeah. that's uh, yeah. a cue in a power ballad for Here Comes the yeah. Massive Chorus, but it's actually yeah. just going into more verse, which I find an interesting, uh, it's almost like that snare would be a, a red herring in the, in the power ballad world, you know, like uh, yeah. you think it's going to go for... I throw myself or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he does sing throw with the same type of uh, quality. In he it. does, uh, but it's not a chorus. It's not a power ballad chorus, and it's gonna it's gonna shape shift a bit. It's sort of the yeah. case where I think that uh, the build up is very good, but the chorus is kind of lackluster compared to the build up. Hmm. All right, let's listen a bit more then and yep. see if yep. I agree. So initially, you think this is a chorus, right? That's the feeling you get yeah. from this part. I like that he's been given space. The words are given yeah. proper space. That's a cool chord. Well, actually, I quite like that part. Now that I think of it, and then you get this, like, right. Some evil chords here. Next one, I think, is an evil chord. That's a pretty cool move. Not typically maiden. However, the synth is typically maiden. Yeah, the kind of yeah. And it's weird. Like you don't know where you are, and then comes the chorus. They don't really pave the way for the chorus, right? Because uh, I, I like everything before, I think they, I don't know. They, I don't know what they could have done more, but uh, this is not a particularly strong chorus. I feel, but it's not. It's not 
I mean, there's. It's still not bad. Just as not as it's good, good as but it's not developed, maybe, fully. I don't know. This is cool. This reminds me of Catatonia. A fair bit, actually. This I like too. The heroic. Yeah, this bit's cool. I mean, this, this is cool because it's not emulating the 80s version of this. This is like clearly a 2000s melodic hook, I would say. And the structure so far is bonkers. Like, there's clearly no structure. <laughs> or what would you say on that? I mean, it's 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 you're you're right in that. It, it doesn't sound as jarring as uh, because the the bits are somewhat, even though they're very different bits, they're also they're in the sort of same vein. Whereas in like the man who would be king, you have a middle section that just everything goes completely really nuts. Good solo there by Dave. And then you get Adrian, right? Yeah, that's it. This is cool. This reminds me of uh, John Petrucci. It's a bit of that sound, right? I'm not a huge Dream Theory guy, but I, I like how he has that kind of tone of language when he, when he solos Petrucci that I quite like. That's my favorite bit of, of the band Dream Theater. Oh, I think I agree with that. Yeah, I never really. I've tried. I've tried sort of when I was sort of very into that kind of guitar playing and that being like that kind of hanging around, you know, listening to that kind of guitar music in, in a way that I don't really do anymore. Um, I think I really wanted to get into them because I, I that was sort of what you're supposed to be listening to. Um, but I, uh, I never, I never could. I never really. Oh, there we go. Uh, I never really got um, the cat's yeah. out of the bag. That wasn't the cat. That was me. Um, um, but uh, I, uh, what's it called? I, uh, I, I d- d- couldn't make it work. I never really. I mean, there's a handful of songs I enjoy. For me, it's like, a like, vocal issue, like for many others, I guess. You know, I, I just don't like how he sounds, and that's like, I'm not even saying that as as proper critique because it's not really like well founded critique from my end. It's just that I don't like it. You know, I don't like I how he sounds. That, I think that. I think sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Like, uh, but I, I, I don't know. There's something uh, eh, just doesn't didn't really click, and that's fine. I mean, it's you know that you, you can't. Not everyone can like everything, so it's. You know, it's just, I felt he sounded all right when he worked with the um, uh, Aaron Lukasen, the Dutch guy. He did that human equation mm-hmm. thing. Mikael Okefeld previously mentioned five hundred times in this podcast is on that too. This is this Dutch guy that makes you know massive uh, metal operas or metal. Uh, musicals musical metal kind of yeah. thing and then i like his voice as part of the cast but as the lead singer as the main singer to me no yeah. sorry 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 james you seem to be a cool guy but no i can't move i can't feel my body i don't remember anything what place is this 
How did I get here? I don't understand what's happening. Am I alone? You've been deserted. Everyone has left you. You know it's always been that way. Those frantic years, the people you neglected. Now the time has come to pay. You're alone. No one here is dancing to your tune. Yeah, I mean, I also he, he did a good job on uh, on the Escape of the Phoenix, which is Evergrey's not not latest album, but the one before then. He did guest vocals on a, or maybe co lead co lead vocals on a track, and he does he sounds pretty good in that one. I haven't heard it, but but it, it goes along with what I said. Yeah, that he works as a the guest, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that in Evergrey, I mean, good band. I, I don't think I don't think that he necessarily gets the. Uh, I think uh, Tony Lund is. Uh, he is one of my favorite singers. Or oh, he's so much better than James Labrie. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! God, God, yeah. That's not. That's no debate. No debate. Yeah. Very powerful voice. He's, he's almost like I don't know where he got it. Tom, that is. If we yeah. if we ever get him on, I'll ask him where did he where, where did you find that voice? <laughs> like, did you just start you singing or and sounded yeah. like that? Or yeah, go ahead. It's interesting because you listen to like his like the even the a lot of times bands singers will take a little time to sort of. You know, find what they're find their voice and find what they're you know what they're gonna right. you know because I can't say for almost everyone he sounded pretty good right from the start. I mean, even the I mean, song structure wise, they were a lot. I don't think they uh, in the earlier days there was they didn't necessarily give the vocals room to sort of breathe. You know, a lot like which is sort of that often happens in metal how there's people mm-hmm. cram, cram in as much as you can. But otherwise, he was he was you know he he, he still uh, I think he he very early on found his, his what what he's very good at. I think. Yeah, that's uh, hence the question, I guess. That I, I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah. that's the mystery for me. Like, uh, where did you find this? Did you just open your well, your mouth and it sounded like that? Because it sounds very professional. Well, I think we know a guy who knows a guy who knows the guy, so we can, maybe we can get him on. Somewhere. We do, we do, we do. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at least we could uh, probably get in a conversation if he doesn't. But maybe he, actually he should yeah. want to do Made Near to Z because they did uh, Wasted Years on several yeah, of their yeah. shows. And I think, well, yeah, well, the guy, the guy who, the guy we know. Is it, well, he well, loves Maiden. So the anyway, guy we know is Johan yeah. Niemann, his brother of Christian Niemann. He yeah, plays bass. Yeah. He's an excellent bass player and a big Maiden fan. So, so yeah, so actually, since we kind of know him, so we don't know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. We know a guy who knows, who knows guy. that guy. We know a guy who knows that yeah, guy. There you go. Yeah, that's it. And um, um, what was I thinking about? Um, I had something more off-topic, but okay, I could go on-topic then since wanna, I forgot the so off-topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. I had a really good off-topic thing, but it will come back to me. Uh, yeah. Funny, fu- funny observation, Eric. Uh, how far into the song do you think we are now? Uh, the, the bits we played back listening. Probably like three minutes. That's the funny part. We're five minutes in. It's only one thirty left of the song. That's weird. Such that's a weird, so weird structure in this tune. Such an odd structure. I, I think that's kind of why it surprises me that it feels as, as as that it's as long as it is because it doesn't feel long. Does not feel long, actually. I agree with that. Yeah. The disjointed bit makes it shorter somehow. Like you, yeah. you're not keeping also track. considering what's coming after it on the album. That definitely feels longer than it is. <laughs> That's true. And even though I enjoy it, it still feels a lot longer than it actually is. So actually, 
I don't fully recall what's happening these last 1 minute 20 that we're heading in for now. Probably they're just winding it down from here, right? Oh, another solo. Could it be Janik? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Then you know it's Janik. I think they're getting all, all of them in there. All of them in? All good, too. The catatonia bit. Atmospheric. Very. Probably my favorite bit of the song is this. And it comes twice. Some improv there on Dave's part. Kind of a nice wind down, I have to say. Yeah, I mean it works. It's it's um it's one of those ones where I think there obviously have been plenty of songs that we uh, uh, quite obviously feel very strongly about one way or the other, uh, both negatively and positively. You know, more positive than negative, I'd imagine. But this is one that it's good. It just it's not it's not it's not really for me very or very you know. It's it's never going to be on the top anything list uh, for me, but it's not not is it would never would not go on a on the, op, the opposite kind of list either. I think it's because sometimes in the very over dramatic, uh, well, there's a Swedish Iron Maiden fan group that I've mentioned a few times. Iron Maiden nerd Sweden, Sweden, which seems to get gets unnecessarily aggressive at times. Yeah, <laughs> and you there are people who like who, like I remember this song every now and again will pop up. And you'd assume that these fucking grown ass men, this is the worst thing that's ever happened that this song exists. I think it might be that might be exaggerating a, a little bit. Uh, well, <laughs> well uh, what I would say about this track, the feeling I get, and to a certain extent also with the the man who would be king coming up in two weeks, is that I really get the feeling that it's I'm going in, I'm I'm starting up my laptop, I'm heading into the hard drive, and there's a folder there with song ideas. And this yeah. this one is there. And I quite like it. I send it to my drummer. He doesn't get it. And I first is like, why don't, why don't you get it? And then I look back at it and I realize it's not finished. For, to me, the song isn't really finished. Like, it's all good ideas, but it, it would have needed that snap. There's no snap to this track whatsoever. Like, it's totally lacking in snap. Uh, like you, Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But uh, flip side, caveat. It's kind of cool too because you get lost in the yeah. song in a in a way. It's like a, a small little labyrinth or like a a nice garden labyrinth, not like a maze of torment. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, just a lovely little Lab- garden labyrinth that is kind of maybe not so impressive, but still confusing and still kind of nice. That's 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 like my verdict yeah. on the song. It's not an impressive track. It's not at all an annoying track, and it's kind of nice, you know, so it's, just, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, like, uh, since we're in October now, I'll, I'll comparison, given, as you compare it to a, a garden maze, I'll compare it to uh, something else similar. Like, sometimes you'll get these, um, more so in the States than here, 
around this time of year, you'll get these haunted houses that pop up and you can like, you know, you can take your, you, you walk through them and there's scary things that happen. Yep. And this is like the kitty version of that. So it's not quite as jarring as it would the, the real one. It just, but you still, you get kind of the same feeling. Yeah, exactly. The same with the garden maze. It's not the maze from the yeah. end of the shining. It's not that garden yeah. maze. It's not like no. massive and, and uh, intimidating. It's like a kind of shitty garden maze, but nice, you know, uh, it's like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a song I really don't want to um, rip apart because it doesn't warrant that, you know, it doesn't warrant me ripping it apart and being super critical. It's just like maybe a little bit unfinished. It feels like, like, okay, I'm going to venture guess they spent quite, quite a lot more time doing um, a track like, uh, let's say the loneliness of the long distance runner seems like they probably spent more time doing that or even oh, definitely. even deja vu or, or or similar like this one gets the sends the feeling to me that they could have done this very quickly thrown it together yeah it might also be the case where i mean it's like some of the stuff feels kind of we've disjointed maybe because it kind of is so it's like bits and pieces put together and maybe not everyone was in there for that i don't know there's there's all there's all kind of things that could happen i think that maybe on like um I mean, how is it like a? There, there's so many. They, they could have they could have knocked this one off the album. I feel and it yes. wouldn't have lost very much. But I still enjoy. I mean, there's other things that there are on albums that I enjoy less. I, I don't know. I think that uh, it 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 it's a bit makes things a bit sluggish right before you get to the big finale. And I think maybe that either put it somewhere. But I don't know where it go, where else it would go on an album. I think this is the only place for it really. But I don't necessarily know if it needed it to be there. Right, and. Uh- like I, I had this idea today, listening the last time uh, prior to recording, that I feel like I heard some rumor from a, a future guest that Murray has had some like uh, candid criticism towards uh, some of the material as of late. That could be just an, a completely empty rumor, but uh, I, I kind of still um, took it to consideration, and I felt like these two last Murray tracks, Harris didn't make them better. I would have had the, those tracks instrumental rather, but I would have liked more. Yeah. Or, you know, something m- more Murray. Like, it feels like Murray's function as the man of mystery or whatever, you know, the nicest man in rock that is also a man of musical mystery, gets a little lost when Harris comes in with his uh, more on the nose type stuff that he adds to the songs. Yeah. And uh, I would have loved for uh, Dave to write instru- an instrumental track on every record, you know. That'd be really cool. I think that'd be great. Uh, as for Book of Souls, uh, for me, uh, uh, the whole the whole second disc is not really what I need. Uh, I would have taken Death or Glory and Tears of a Clown and put them on the first disc, and then maybe mm. get rid of the the Great Unknown on that one, and then I would have had a good album. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I would end it with the Book of Souls, by the way. All right. I mean, I I I, I think that would I could see that. So it'd be like Eternity Should Fail, Speed of Light, uh, Tears of the Clown, uh, Death or Glory, going into uh, Red and the Black, When the River Runs Deep, and then finally Book of Souls. Uh, so uh, eight tracks, and still long. Still really long, you know. you got Red and the Black long. in there. you got the, the title track in there. you got yeah. the, If Eternity Should Fail in there, too. So I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't like double CD albums. I don't like that. I like double vinyl sometimes. But double CD, that's, that's not an... That's not appropriate for me. <laughs> it's not appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that it very much depends, but I kind of, I, as a rule, I kind of do kind of agree with you. Um, Senjutsu worked better, but I mean, I'm sure many of my friends would say it could have been shorter. Uh, Hardwired to self-destruct. What would you say about that one? Um, 
I'll say this. It's the first one. Of the, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was very much a return to form. It's a good album. But there probably is like a, there's, there's, a, there's a couple on there that I don't necessarily like. I don't think. Uh, Murder One. Murder One. Yeah, Am I Savage? Who needs Am I Savage? No one needs Am I Savage. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here that's. Uh, yeah, Murder One, I wouldn't put. That's not. I think Man Unkind wasn't great either. Uh, yeah, no, we had something, but not greatness. No. But then you have like the whole first disc is is top notch. The whole first disc is solid, and uh, Spit Out a Bone is uh, like a is bit great. of a modern modern classic actually in the in their catalog. Yeah. But uh, I would uh, I would remove Mur- Murder One and My Savage. Here comes Reven- Revenge, and then I like that. Possib- I, I like that. Possibly also Man Unkind and Confusion, but those two tracks are are okay. So I mean, overall, actually, a pretty good album. Yeah, the best they've done in a while, I'd say. Also, it's not super long. It's almost a CD. It's like it's it's like I think it's like two minutes longer than Load. I think it's a, it's a seventy-seven minutes forty-two seconds. It's shorter than Load. There we go. those albums are also too long so and also when they did the fucking lou reed album i mean that that is horrendous <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i tried i, I want to try and listen to that again at some point but that's not today not today old friend yeah well maybe we should uh just uh, uh to round that off uh we didn't touch the lyrics i don't necessarily think there's much to touch on really it's very there's nothing that stands out I pulled them out here uh, uh, onto the screen just now, actually, before you said that. Uh, like a man without a home, watching people come and go, carry on their daily lives without a thought for the ones alone. Cast the dream aside like throwing a pebble into the ocean tide. And I'm feeling so alone again. Feel, uh, the, feel the angry from their pain. Okay. That makes no sense. Uh, may, uh, <laughs> I, I'm reading off the internet, but... I know, yeah, I know, I know. But, I but still, maybe it is that, you know, it, it's, Steve has been known to, to uh, you know... Take some liberty with the with the English language sometimes. Feel the angry from their pain anyway. <laughs> uh, free the captive from the chains. Cast aside the doubt that nothing good can come their way again. Living a world of lies. So that bit I like. It feels nothing, just that particular. It's like a song. Can come their way again. A song of bitterness, perhaps. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, old and bitter, and uh, you've given up or something. Like you lost your motivation or um, pathos, pathos in life. Yeah. Uh, Something like that, uh, like you say, not super remarkable. Uh, I'm go- skipping ahead. Better days for you and me. Can we hope to deliver this? We are so far away, as one turns against the other with a brother against brother. Situation like no other. It's a picture of despair. That, okay, that no other and brother thing. There was very much of a no dream. Yeah, there was double other, other brother, other again. <laughs> yeah. no. Emergency rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. we look to see the men of sorrows passing knowledge to those who don't know okay so like an old bitter man i guess as we watch all our yeah. friends passing over as they pass through the edges of time uh, and we see what's ahead that awaits us uh, that no longer that no longer do we feel afraid again sounds weird weird sentence so we look to see the man of sorrows and the light is the darkness no more 
Okay, so that's an intriguing line. The light is no darkness no right. more because then I think about that little, you know, flickering light in the darkness or something and it's no more. Yeah. Maybe like hope is lost. Uh, a song of bitterness is my yeah. analysis of it. I think, yeah, that's, 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 it's, it's, it's the Grandpa Harris, but slightly more tired and bitter version of it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sad, almost like, uh, yeah. well, sorrowful, you know. Uh, lyrics get an okay for me, like a mm -hmm. curious little track that maybe ne was never needed, but yet here we are podcasting on it, and uh, I'm still happy. I think probably we've spent more time on this song now than anyone has in the history of anything. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Either us or Talking Maiden, but I don't think they landed that long on this track, actually. No. Obviously, not not going any lists here. No right? list. No. <laughs> yeah. How many songs are on that list now? Uh, do you wanna do you wanna reveal? I can reveal that if you wish. But uh, yeah. All right. I th we're over fifty at this point. For sure. That. For sure. Um, I'm gonna just. I'm guessing now. I'm gonna say maybe fifty three. Let's see if I can find it. Fifty five tracks. Right. So That's not too bad. I think we're about a hundred songs in. So it's not so bad. Yeah. We've at least like um, you know. It's been a process of uh, of uh, mild elimination, which is enough. Yeah. yeah. So I think and then we'll get, we'll get it hardcore to that when we, when we get back to when we actually start doing it in a couple of years. I remember we speculated um, on, like I said, maybe or you said I don't remember what I said, but I remember you saying like it's going to be a hundred and probably a hundred. Yeah. Second elimination will be half of those. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, that that'll be fun to get to that, and that's that that'll be a whole series in and of itself, I imagine. Um, or kind of the last the last season, if you will, of this of the yes. the main run yes. of this show. Yeah, indeed. Like spring twenty four, so, uh, spring twenty four, I think. But uh, usually, I th that's, that's usually I think something, likely. and then it happens a year later. So who knows? Yeah, we'll see. So um, quick rotation, quick rotation. Could do that. What's been on, Eric? Uh, I mean, again, this is sort of since we've recorded. So recently, it's the same thing. I've been it's been uh, type of negatives October Rust, uh, but for you guys at home, you don't know about that yet. So I've listened. It's October. I've listened to October Rust. Uh, I've listened to a lot of type of negative. Uh, so it's, today it's also been um, uh, bloody kisses. And uh, yesterday I did a bit of life is killing me too. In the future, I will say that Life is Killing Me is my, my favorite record by that band. And I'm a quite a big fan, actually, of the band. And yeah, we've done so many rotations. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching uh, House of the Dragon right now. Oh, nice. I think I'm, I mentioned that too, but I'm off to see it with a couple of friends after this. So nice. that's uh, on rotation. House of the Dragon. I like spin-offs a lot. You know, spin-offs is my thing. Yeah. Reboots, not my thing. I don't like reboots. No, so more of the same world, but... A different, yeah, different yeah. Sort of maintain told. that world. I love that, but the story is told, so tell another one. You know, yeah. there's many stories to tell in this world. There you go. 
right. I think that's it, Eric. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, well, until next time. Up the outs and score from the north. Let's go.